Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. We have a word today and a new series that I'm starting today uh, called, um, there's something I end uh, with every broadcast. Uh, You probably have already known uh, what I say by the time I say it, uh, but I, I feel like this is where we are as a church where we are as a body um, that we are at a different stage of growth Um, and what does that look like so I want to title this new series keep growing that is our new series uh, called keep growing and I'm going to be coming for a while from 2nd Peter um, the first chapter 2nd Peter the first chapter if you've already gotten the Bible app uh, got the uh, app excuse me our growth point app uh, then the message notes have already been sent to you uh, so that you already know uh, what the scripture is and where we're going 2nd Peter first chapter uh, verse 1 through 10 well I'm actually going to just start at verse 3 I'm going to do a walk up to it later on verse 3 says his divine power has granted to us all things uh, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great Promises. Just someone say it again. I got a promise. So that through them you may be become you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Verse five says, for this reason, because of all the other things you have, because of what you have in uh, relationship with Christ, for this reason, make every effort. One version says to add to your faith. Uh, this particular version and uh, that we read from uh, make every effort to supplement to your faith virtue add to your faith character and that's what that word virtue means character and today I want to begin our series on keep growing with the topic inside out um, if the Mississippi Mass Choir were here, they would sing a song and say, you must serve my Jesus from the inside out. Uh, but inside out, uh, repeat, just say that uh, out loud. It's an inside job. Just say it's an inside job. Um, many of the different um, shows that some of us have binged um, during this season and during this time um, have been Tiger King and all. I have not watched it, but there have been many of us who have watched those things. I've watched a few uh, different things. I don't watch a lot of television, but when I do, there are a few things. But one day I was watching, um, I wanted to watch it. I don't know why. Sometimes I get messages out of children's movies. Um, That's just a uh, shameless disclaimer that I want to tell you a little uh, secret about me, that sometimes I like some of the Pixar and Disney movies and Sometimes I get my best cries out of some of those movies. But anyhow, needless to say, don't y'all judge me. Uh, but I was watching this uh, movie one time called uh, Inside Out. I think it's a Pixar film. And um, it was about a little girl named Riley. And what was happening in the movie is the movie was basically, or the cartoon, whatever, was being shown from the uh, standpoint of the emotions uh, that were inside of Riley. Uh, like there was one um, particular 
a character who was the main character mostly of the film. Um, her name was Joy and she was responsible for making sure that Riley always felt happy emotions that her dreams were filled with good things and that she was always all right and okay. And then there was other ones about anger and someone who would um, always make her um, hesitant about eating good food. And then there was somebody who was, uh, had a personality of fear every time she wanted to do something, some emotion would rise up with fear. And all of these different varied emotions had different names, but they were all a part of Riley. Um, they thought that they could control everything and make sure that Riley's life was going to be um, a certain way based on what they saw, uh, what they could control. But then there were some things that happened. Um, one of the characters called Sadness uh, had touched some emotions that she wasn't supposed to touch, some core memories that they called them. Uh, there were things that were set from her childhood or uh, set from different uh, major areas of her life. And uh, it, when they, she touched them, it altered Riley in a way that she couldn't function the way she normally functioned and how she would normally laugh off some things or basically make it through things with joy being the headliner and making sure she was okay. Uh, she experienced some uh, really um, unfortunate situations because her emotions were all out of whack and they were all everywhere and the different core emotions that she used to have were gone and put into this place of forgetfulness where you couldn't have them anymore and later on uh, we find out that Joy who was the main character making sure she always was happy realized that while she was trying to shield um, her from uh, these other emotions and try to always be the center of her life and say you're going to always be joyful you're always going to be happy uh, she realized that all of these emotions work together that they were all important parts of Riley's life. They just had to learn how to balance each other, how to not be one more than the other. And as we are in our stages of life, there, there is the challenge that we face of learning how to create balance where no particular emotion overrides the others where we are always developing and we are always building on things so that they are in proper alignment. And that's what this series that we're on about Keep Growing is about, um, that it is not good for me as a leader or the teacher right now that you're listening to, to be the only one who's growing and to be the only person um, I did come from um, or was exposed to some teaching or train of thought in early years where uh, it was the teacher or it was the uh, leader or it was the preacher who had all of the information and no one else had the information because either according to culture they couldn't read or they didn't study for themselves and I want to make sure that whatever it is that I'm learning and whatever it is that I'm presenting to you that you fact checked it uh, fact check it that you don't just listen to what I say and say oh he said because um, the demons won't tremble in my name they won't tremble and my pastor said what you said no what is it that you know for yourself what is it that you're growing in for yourself and what is it that God is doing in your life and that is what this series is about to make sure that you are developing and that you are growing and that you are becoming uh, what God would have for you to be somebody put in the comment section and say I need to grow I need to grow and it's going to be an inside job it's going to be something that I have to do for myself uh, 
Um, in the documentary, The uh, Last Dance, that was on ESPN, y'all didn't know I watched it, but I did. Uh, but in the documentary on The Last Dance, even though I didn't play basketball, I could still learn from the athletes in these last and corona days. But uh, praise the Lord. But while I was watching this um, um, a documentary, um, uh, Phil Jackson came and became, the, he was the coach uh, for the Bulls in that particular year and when he came, I don't know the year, That's I'm not uh, ESPN junkie so I don't know all those still stats so those of you who say I should know the year, I don't know the stats, I know about pianos and songs and choirs but I don't know anything about that. Uh, but I do know that he became the uh, coach and when he became the coach um, he said Michael um, Jordan, he's great as an individual person. He's a great, um, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's great, he's, he has great skills and, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm here and I'm glad I'm working with him because of how great he is. He said, but I didn't come just to develop a good person or just one good athlete. He said, I'm here to develop an entire good team to make sure the team is good and not just one person. And the challenge for many of us as we continue to grow is that your growth affects somebody else. Your growth affects an, a, t a team. My growth affects the entire church. Our growth together affects a world or affects a nation or affects a city or affects your family or affects a community or affects an environment. Uh, so it is not just good for us to be the MJ and just uh, to be good just for ourselves. But our, I want to be so committed and we want to be so committed that our growth spills out to everyone that we're connected to. That the people who know us don't just look at us and say Growth Point Church, but they say, you know what, there's something about your life. I saw the point in your life where you started to grow and it is starting to impact all of us. Somebody put in the comment section and say, I want to grow. And that's why it's important that discipleship that we must learn and, and um, I may get riled up, I might not, but I want to really make sure you get taught in this and that we learn this is that discipleship is a journey discipleship is not a point or a period in time or space in time discipleship is a journey deliverance is not just a particular moment deliverance is not just a day deliverance is not I remember the day I got delivered well I mean congratulations you might have a t-shirt for it but I want you to know there are things in our life that we are constantly being delivered from we are constantly dying to something every day how do I know this let somebody run you off the road right now and see how you respond to that will you speak in tongues or will you speak in the language that you learned from Big Mama Go, let's be real and talk about the real thing for real we are constantly developing and constantly growing I guess there are things I used to do that I don't do no more than, but there are some things I don't do because I don't have opportunity to do it. Uh, did the pastor just say that? Absolutely. There are some things inside of us that if we would really be real about it, and I want us to be real because we are a lit church. That's what we are. We are legally representative. We are represented. We are intentionally connected and we are truthfully transparent. That's what we are. And because we are that, we want to make sure that we're telling the truth, that there are some things and periods in our life that the reason we don't do them is not not because we're so great and not because we spoke in tongues for 45 minutes and not because we did a shut-in for the last seven days but there are some things that have been removed from us and because the opportunity is not there I don't do it so you can sing the song but tell the real truth be truthfully transparent so that you can really help somebody one of our overseers says if you tell the truth then you can get some help we want to make sure that we tell the truth that there are some things uh, that I'm still developing in there's some things I'm still being delivered from my my soul 
uh, I, my spirit, excuse me, I'm saved eternally. Yes, when I confessed, I got saved. I can't be saved again. I can't take away my salvation. Uh, it's not, I'm not going to lose it. I'm eternally set. That's fine. But there are some things in my soul, my emotions, that got to be checked. That I have to constantly work on those things and I'm constantly being developed every single day and that's what God is designed for me to do and for many other uh, faith leaders to do. Many of us are pastors and leaders for us to be able to make sure that all of us are growing together and not just me growing by myself. Ephesians the fourth chapter in verse 11 through 14 says this. He said and Jesus or he the spirit of God gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets. He gave some to be evangelists. He gave some to be shepherds he gave some to be teachers you can't be all those things you can be some of those things you might have different works you might have different uh, different flows in those different areas and you might be able to function in different areas but we are not all of those things we sometimes we say I'm all those things but I can be I can <laughs> God will gift me according to my ability and verse 12 says he's given me those things he's set those different works in order so that there will be equipping of the Saints for the work of the ministry uh, that you will be built up to be able to do something for the body of Christ until we all attain unity of the faith, until we're all united, until we're not hating on each other. Until we're not saying whose church got it better. So we're not comparing and we're not going through all these different things. But till we all come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. That is something we don't preach about and we don't talk about a lot. And it doesn't cause a shout or a praise break. And somebody's probably not going to put in the comment section and say, show you right. But we want to be mature. Uh, that we not be tossed. The scripture says that we not be tossed with every wind of doctrine. That we not be all over the place but we know who we have believed that's what real growth is no matter what you say to me you can right now say I'm your mama but if you didn't birth me I know you're not my mama I don't care what you say because I know what my mama looks like I know what she sounds like I know what she smells like and there's some things that you've got to know for yourself in your life to be able to say I don't care what you say I know for myself that these things are true. This, my relationship with God is real. I know this for myself. We used to sing that song, there's some things I may not know. There's some places I may not go. But there's one thing I am sure is that God is real. For I can feel him in my soul. Put in the comment section, I know he's real. And you got to be able to have that assurance because there are many of us, the reason that you, I want to tell you this, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to speak loud. I don't want to, I want to, offend you I don't want you to log off I don't want you to cry and say the pastor is so mean I don't want any of those type of things but I want to tell you the reason that many of us are not winning in life right now is because we haven't mastered maturity the reason that we are not experiencing continual victory, I'm not talking about victory in Jesus, I'm talking about victory in our daily life, is because we have not mastered maturity. Many of us don't even want to be mature. And many of us love to thrive in immaturity and major and minor things. But for us to grow effectively, God is calling for us to be mature. If I was talking to somebody else and a child, I would say it's God is calling for you to grow up. Put in the comment section, it's time for me to grow up it's time for me to grow up and to be able to grow into maturity into the unity of the faith because I've got something to do I've got people I've got to minister to I've got places I've got to go and in order for me to be effective in this season in order for me to be effective in this time in order for me to be somebody worth listening to I've got to be mature somebody say I've got to be mature I've got to grow up so here in 2nd Peter the first chapter and verse 1 says because Simon Peter 
a Simon Peter, a bondservant, and he was an apostle of Jesus Christ. The word Simon, and the reason he put Simon, he wanted you to know this for a reason. It wasn't just placed there because most of us know him by Peter, Petros, which means little rock. But the reason that he put Simon there, the word Simon means hearing. Now, the reason he said Simon, hearing, uh, hearing rock, he says an apostle and a servant of Jesus Christ. What he wanted to say is, he said, I'm not telling you something, and I'm not telling you about somebody, and I'm not witnessing about somebody that I've only heard about. I'm telling you about somebody that I have witnessed for myself. So the reason that I'm talking to you, I've been an apostle. I'm one who had an eyewitness account of the life of Jesus Christ. I was impacted by him. I didn't just hear about him, but I am a witness. I want you to hear me. That's why I put Simon. Hear me, because what I'm telling you is because I'm talking about stuff I know for myself. Put in the comment section, I know for myself. He said, I'm talking to those who have obtained a faith. He said, a faith of equal standing. He said, obtain. He said, I'm talking about what I have, this calling I have. It came through grace. It didn't come through anything that I did on my own. Glory to the Lamb. He said, I didn't do anything to get it. He said, it is by grace that I have what I have. And we have to thank God. We thank God for many things. Thank God for houses. And we thank God for cars. And thank God for boo things. And thank God for likes on our status and all that stuff. But we need to pause sometimes and have a praise break over grace. And thank God for the things that I did not deserve, but I have been given. Things that I didn't ask for. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be called. But I'm so grateful that he called me. I didn't ask to be speaking to you right day, but right now. I didn't ask to have this microphone. I didn't ask to have this church. But I'm so grateful that he called me, that he wanted to use me. Because there are other people that he could have used, uh, but they might have said yes. But I thank God that he gave me enough grace to have a yes, Lord. Glory to the Lamb. Y'all don't get me started. I'm so grateful that there is a yes inside of me. I'm grateful that no matter what season I've been in, no matter how difficult it has been, there's been a yes down in my soul. I want somebody in the comment section to put in the comment section and just say, I got a yes too. I, I've got a yes because that yes has propelled me. That yes has kept me. That yes has sustained me. That yes has moved me through many dimensions of my life. That yes has kept me when I wanted to give up, when I wanted to throw in the towel. The yes Lord drew me back in. It is by grace that I preach. It's not because I went to some particular college. It's not because I went to some certain degree. It's not because the oil of some big bishop was flowed on side of me and I've got the backing of a whole bunch of other bishops and I've got, I got shirts and I've I got and I got uh, 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 flyers and I got different pictures around to show you the day that I was consecrated with the oil of some big denomination. But no, 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 no. It's by grace that I have what I have. I'm amazed by this grace. I'm humbled by this grace. I'm thankful for this grace. Um, the, the fact that God knows me that He and he still uses me, I'm grateful for this grace. Somebody put in the comment section and say, I thank God for his grace because if you really knew me, if you really knew my story, you see the glory, you see me excited, but if you knew why I was excited, you knew that it's by grace that I have been saved. It's not been by my works. You would be just like this apostle to say we have all been saved. We are all being used by grace. Somebody put in the comment section thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. I told you I was going to teach. I wasn't going to preach. See what happened? To those who have attained a faith equal standing by ours he says by the righteousness by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. I've got this by not my own righteousness but by the righteousness through Jesus. 
um, and I know a lot of us used to um, uh, and when we didn't know better we always used to gloat and we used to do testimony services on on how good I am and I ain't done nothing this week and I didn't I didn't cuss anybody out this week and I did good and all that type of stuff and we would gloat on that as if we we did something great but this righteousness I have is not based on what I've done it's based on the righteousness of Christ on my best day I'm still a mess if it had not been for Christ, if it had not been for, for me being dressed in his righteousness alone, uh, there wouldn't be nothing for me to even gloat about. I glory in him. Verse 2 says, he said, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. I wish we would practice that to be able to just to, to, to desire that grace and peace be in other people's life. Uh, a lot of us don't even desire grace and peace for other people. We want grace for ourselves, but a lot of us don't even want grace and peace for other people. But I want grace and peace multiplied. I don't want you just to have a portion of it. I want you to have an overflowing, an overwhelming sense of his grace, glory, a sense of his peace overwhelming you and pursuing you. That everywhere you go, grace is overwhelming you and overtaking you. That you're getting jobs you didn't even apply for. That somebody just spoke your name in a room. And all of a sudden they're calling you and they're saying hey we have this opportunity may that type of grace that you didn't even pursue or look for overflow and multiply to you may you be able to write business deals may you be able to write and have opportunities that you didn't even know were going to be coming to you may he overwhelm you with his grace someone put in the comment section I received that type of grace I received that's the supernatural grace may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God uh, that you might know him that, that experiential knowledge that you might have a personal encounter with him may grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God that you would be able to have a relationship with God and Jesus our Lord verse 3 says I'm almost there he says his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence he says everything I need he's given it to me I want to pause there just for a second to let you know you don't have to look any further. Everything you need, you have it. If you have given your life to Christ, he's given you everything you need. You just have to use it. That's why we make that confession uh, before we go into the word every week. I don't even know if we made that confession today. But we make that confession to be able to say that I'm so glad uh, that I have what I need to grow. That I'm glad I have it. That everything I need, uh, that I have it in Christ. And that's why it's important that you realize everything you need that pertains to life and God not everything you need that pertains to uh, to a building or pertains to church but everything you need for life that he's provided that for you and you need to know that verse 4 says uh, by which he has granted to us precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature partakers partners that I might be able to partake of the divine nature that I might be a part of him having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire there are some things that you should thank God that you've escaped I'm trying to teach this the best way I can that you have to be able to thank God that there are things that pursued you that didn't that did not grab you have you ever looked back on your past look back on some things some of you don't have to look that long have you ever looked back and thank God for the things you survived the things that other people didn't survive we used to sing the song says there were many who started out with me <laughs> but now they have gone astray but look at me still holding on it's not that I wasn't in the room with them 
It's not that I wasn't associated with them. Didn't mean I didn't date them. But for some reason, whatever was assigned to my life, God blocked some things. And I want to thank him for allowing me to escape some different seasons of my life. And some of the things I escaped, I shouldn't have escaped it because I planned my own demise. I, I set myself up for failure. But God loved me enough to say, fool, you don't even know what's best for you. I'm going to snatch you out of your own foolishness. I'm going to snatch you out of your own mess so that I can preserve you for what I have for you. Can we thank God for a moment on the things that we have escaped? I'm not just talking about car wrecks. I'm not just talking about gunshot wounds. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I'm just grateful. I'm so I have survived myself and that God has allowed me to escape some of the things that I did to myself. Put in the comment section. I'm so grateful for what I have survived. I'm grateful for what I survived. Grateful for it. Glory to the Lamb. So verse 5 says, and here we go. He says, for this reason, because of all the things that have happened, that was all introduction, because of all the different things that have happened in your life, this is what Peter is saying, because of all the different things that you've experienced, because of all the different things that you've had, because of the, the graciousness of God. He said, for this reason, I'm challenging you, you got faith, but don't just stop at faith. And that's where a lot of us stop. I got saved, 1991. Oh, I remember I was on the mourner's bench. I remember they were singing the deacons were at the back of the chair. They were singing, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. And I remember I went up and the church started shouting, I wish you would have been there when I came through. The church is on fire with the Holy Ghost too. I, I, we, we, we do all that stuff. That's great. <laughs> but many of us stopped there. I stopped at where I confessed. I stopped at where I believed. And a lot of us even sing Andre Crouch's song. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I... I don't know why I always sing like an old country deacon when I do that, when I have to, but it just makes the story a little bit better. But that's what... We, we always want to go back to some place where we first confessed. And it's great that we had that confession and it's great that we're saved and I'm not undermining your experience or my experience. Please know it was real and, and I thank God for it, all that type of stuff and I thank God for those songs as well, I do. But there's more than just that experience. Peter is saying if you confess and if you have faith, uh, <laughs> see that's another song, if you confess the little column up. He said if you got faith, he said if you got it, I wish y'all could see the people that are in this room right now rocking like this is a he said, so since you got this faith, he says, since you have it, he says, add to what you have. Since you got something without doing anything, I preach myself happy. He said, you didn't do anything to have the faith. All you did was believe. The work was done through Jesus. He said, since you got something for free and you didn't do nothing to get it, the least you can do is add to it. You know, there are a lot of people who always want stuff on the free. I don't want to do nothing for it. I just, I want, I want a free pizza. <laughs> I want a free deal. Uh, when, when somebody comes out with a CD, I can't, uh, Lord Jesus, let me, well, let me go ahead and say it. I remember when I came out with my first CD. I remember some of my, I thought were my good friends, I'm not mad about it now, it was years ago, and they came up to me and they said, oh, what's the friends discount? The same thing I paid the studio for, ain't no discount in this thing, but a lot of us, we want the discount because we want the hookup. And he's saying, Peter's saying, you got faith for free. 
You didn't do anything for that. So I'm saying, because you got that, can you add to it? Someone put in the comment section, add to it. He said, what am I asking you to add? He said, he said I want you to add to your faith virtue. The other word for virtue means character. I can't tell you the last sermon I've even heard on character. The last time I've even heard anybody challenge, I'm sure there are great people who are teaching these things, but I haven't heard the pastor saying, you know what God wants you to have? He wants you to have character. He wants you to be a good person. I heard nobody say that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for those type of messages where people are challenging your character. Well, you got time today, you streaming. And I want to tell you, God wants you to develop your character. I didn't just cuss you out, I just challenged you that God wants you to be your best self, to be what he has called for you to be. And uh, Michael Jordan, let me go back again, I got another quote from Jordan in the last dance. You know, he be preaching to me. He said, no matter how big you are, always be drawn to the process. No matter how big you think you are, I don't care what you are, you might be a part of that five-fold ministry, but no matter me, I'm not above development. I'm not above the process, and we don't talk a lot about process. We want the promise. Give me a promise. Give me a promise. Give me a promise. You get a promise. You get a promise. You get a promise. Everybody wants a promise, but who wants to stay in the, in, in the place where God can develop you and that he can process you? And that's what this is about. He said, add to your faith character first thing if we're going to do this inside thing if it's going to be inside job we're going to develop this inside out what do I need to develop on the inside the first thing is I got to develop a definitive nature um, anything you don't define cannot be determined if you can't define it it can't be determined he says that uh, you have to make sure you have a definitive nature scripture says 2nd Corinthians the fifth chapter and verse 17 says from now on Therefore, this is going to be good permission for some of y'all. You might need to text this to somebody. Therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no more. What that means is, don't keep calling me what I was. What that means is, I know that I used to be, but I don't, I'm not giving you permission to keep using that against me. Glory, I feel like this for somebody who's watching. I will not give you permission to keep using my history against me. That is, was a launching pad that God used to birth what I am now or what I'm becoming. Just because you saw me drunk last week don't mean he didn't change me the next day. You can't judge me for a particular moment of, 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 of insomnia where I lost myself for a minute, where I lost who I was. That's what the prodigal son did. Scripture says that when he came to himself, you have to sometimes give people time to come back to themselves. You don't know what you'll do in certain seasons, in certain situations. We judge people because of what we've never struggled with. We judge people based on what we've never dealt with or what we've never had to go through. You don't know what it's like to live a life where you're confused about your identity until you've been molested. And if you have not been molested, you don't get a right to be able to judge somebody else by the lifestyle which they live if you've never dealt with that. So hush your mouth, brother, and hush your mouth, sister. Did I just say that? Yes, because if you have not dealt with it, you don't get to tell me about how to overcome drinking. If you've never dealt with alcohol, you can't tell me what it's like to be able to go to that to numb my pain. If you've not gone through that, you cannot help me through that. So he said, don't regard me to what my struggle used to be. So verse 17, what is my definitive nature then? My definitive nature is this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, <laughs> he's a new creature. Even what you know is gone. <laughs> 
but it comes up on Throwback Thursday. Throw it up if you want to, but it's gone. It's not in me. The picture just shows you what I used to be. <laughs> I celebrate with you. Matter of fact, I tell you my own story. You don't have to tell it. I tell you the day. I tell you what I did. I tell you what I poured. I tell you what I mixed. I tell you exactly what I did. You don't even have to tell the story. And I laugh about it because I'm so glad I overcame it. I'm so glad I made it through. I'm so glad that he did not leave me where he found me. I am now in Christ. I'm now a new creature. I hope this is blessing you. He says the old has passed away. And behold, surprise, the new has come. You didn't give me a chance, but he did. <laughs> I'm so grateful that while I was still in sin, he loved me. <laughs> Tell me somebody who loves you through your mess. Tell me somebody that you know greater than Jesus who will love you, know you, know every secret about you that you tell nobody. Because you do know there's a public you, the private you, and the secret you. There's three dimensions of you. There's a public you, there's a, there's a private you that some people know, but then there's a secret you that don't nobody know. But he loves every dimension of you and he still calls you. He still uses you. Somebody give God praise, put emoji hands up everywhere and thank God that he still loves you. I gotta get out of here. So I gotta have a definitive nature. And then secondly, I've got to have a different spirit. I've got to have a different spirit about me. Not just an ordinary spirit, but God wants me to have a different spirit. And there was a guy uh, by the name of Caleb in the Old Testament. And we find out that there was, uh, there was uh, later on um, that uh, they had went out to spy out the land. And, and the people said, well, we can't go into the land because we are as grasshoppers in their sight. And they're like giants. And, but, but Caleb and Joshua said, oh, no, we're more than able to be able to do this. And, and they wound up circling and they wound up being in an environment longer than they needed to be in. And what that means, well, I don't have much more time. But what I want to tell you, you have to be careful who you listen to. Uh, when you're spying out what it is that God has called you to do, uh, you have to be careful of listening to everybody. Uh, so it says that they said, but we're more than able to do that. So late, fast forward many years later, um, it says that the people rebelled. The people were doing things that they shouldn't have done and God was going to destroy them. But the Bible says that Moses interceded for the people. This is in Numbers, the 14th chapter. Moses interceded for the people. And when Moses interceded for the people, you have to thank God for people who will pray for you. Now, just I'm giving you a whole lot of stuff. You have to thank God for people who look through you and pray for you. <laughs> look around you and pray for you. Look beyond your ignorance and your foolishness and different things we do and say, I'm going to pray for you. We got to thank God for that. He interceded for the people. And when he interceded, God responded. In verse 20, God responded. He said, I have pardoned the people according to your word because you intercede he said but it truly as i live as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the lord none of these people who have seen my glory none of the people who have seen my glory none of the people who have seen the works i've done none of these people are going to enter in none of these people are going to enter in he said but in verse 23 no verse 24 he says he said, yeah, none of the people in verse 23, he says, none of the people who despised me. None of the people who said, you know, we stayed in this thing longer than we had to stay in it. You brought us out here in the wilderness to die. They were speaking against the leadership, speaking against Moses and Aaron. He said, none of those people are even going to see, they're not even going to see the promise. In verse 24, he says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit <laughs> and has followed me fully, he said, I will bring him into the land in which he went and his descendants shall possess it. I want to know, is there anybody who's listening to me right now that you have a different spirit? A different spirit not only affects you, but affected everybody who came after him. 
He says, I will not only bring Caleb into the land because Caleb went into the land while he was later he aged in life. He said, but because he had a different spirit and he did not go with the crowd, he did not go with everybody else. He had a different, he still believed God even though majority didn't. He said, even though nobody else did, because he believed me and because he stayed and he fully committed himself, I'm not only going to take him, but I'm going to make sure that everybody connected to him goes. Everybody connected to him wins. I want you to put in the comment section, everything connected to me wins. Everybody, everything connected to me wins. He said, I will surely do that. The last thing is, uh, if you're going to do an inside job and make sure that you got this thing going on inside out, make sure that character is being developed inside of you, and you got to make sure you have not just have a definitive nature not only do you need a different spirit but you need a predetermined pace you got to determine what this thing is going to look like before you get in it scripture says in Romans the fifth chapter verse 3 says not only that he says but we rejoice in our sufferings how many people can do that he said I rejoice in my sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance it gives me the ability to withstand things. It gives me the ability to go through things. He said, and that endurance produces character. Let me tell you something. I know I'm not as worked up as I need to be or y'all want me to be, but let me tell you something. What you need right now is the ability to stand still and the ability to go through things without whining and without complaining. The ability to be able to endure some things. You can't change everything. That's why we used to say that prayer, God grant me the courage, the serenity to accept the things that I can change and the, and the courage and the things I cannot change. I'm messing it all up. And the wisdom to know the difference, to be able to know what I can change, give me courage to change that. And what I cannot change, God give me serenity, give me peace about that thing. To be able to know what I can and what I cannot change. He says endurance produces character. What is character? Character is who I am after the storm. <laughs> character is what I was developing in, and what was growing inside of me is, is what it's not what you say about me it's who I am it's what I am without the lights it's what I am without the cameras it's what I am without all these different things it's what I am without applause is what I am but endurance produces that to be able to endure to be able to go through you might be crying but to be able to go through um, I'm ending here, but I remember um, a lot of times I love the, the, the duck. And the reason that I love the, the duck and I love to watch ducks in the water and I love to watch them when they're swimming by. And, and the reason I love that is because when I watch them swim uh, through the, the, the lake or whatever they're in, uh, they, they, they swim and they swim through uh, with such agility and ease. And you look at them and you're like, oh, they're so cute and they're so nice and they look so nice and, and they're just gliding all through the water and stuff like that. And, and we love that. And we love that view because we want a life that looks like it's easy and we want a life that we can just glide through and we want a faith that we can glide through we want a faith that is not tested we want a faith that does not challenge us we want church people that always get along <laughs> we want we want a building we want a pastor who never gets under our skin we want a church that the air condition is right the church is nice and everybody's just friendly and everybody's walking around uh, saying it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood won't you be mine? Could you be mine? That's what we want. Everybody wants something that's just nice and everything's cool. But it, people are not always nice. <laughs> 
Sometimes you meet a little snag-a-toothed little devil that's right beside you, and they might be an usher. And you'll be like, Jesus, help us today. But it will teach you <laughs> how to have endurance and have character. But the thing about these ducks, and the reason I love them, is that they, they glide and they look. But, but if you take that same picturesque view, and you pick that camera, and you put it under the water, you will see them you will see them just pedaling, like they're pedaling just to stay on top of the water. And there are some of you who you want the picture on the top, but I want the picture on the bottom. I want God to teach me how to keep pedaling, <laughs> how to keep swimming even when I want to stop, how to keep going when I want to stop, how to keep praying when I want to stop praying, how to keep loving when I can't find people that are loving. How to keep forgiving when people keep giving me reasons not to forgive. How to love people when I know that they don't mean the good for me. You know, you want that type of endurance to be able to keep enduring. I don't want to be endured. I don't want to have endurance for a car. I don't want to have endurance for a job. I don't want to have endurance for accolades. I don't want to have endurance to build up a social media platform. I want endurance so I can have what God wants me to have. Because at some point when, when the table turns... Uh, when, when there's more people and when there's greater opportunities, if you don't develop this and develop the character, your gift will have taken you to a spot that your character will not be able to keep you. So I know this message, and I know you think that this message is not going to be solemn the entire series. Please know that. But when it comes to character, I wanted to be your best friend today to tell you there are some parts of you that you're going to have to work on. You can't be a part of even a ministry called Growth Point and never grow. Who does that? Ain't nobody got time for that. You can't. That's hypocritical. We got this faith without doing anything. But God so loved the world that he gave us. So the least we can do is add to what he gave us. So I want to pray for everybody who's connected today. I didn't sweat, not in holler, not in jump around, but I came and sat on your bed today and said, child, you got to work on your character. You got to do this inside work. All days are not going to be like that character in the Pixar movie. You won't have joy all the time. I mean, joy is it's not based on circumstances. It's joy I have the world, they can give in the world, I can't take it away. I got joy. But there are some things I'm going to have to learn how to balance. I'm going to have to learn how to balance different parts of my life. And it's okay. It's developing and learning how to develop that. So, so everybody lift your hands wherever you are. I want you to uh, lift your hands and say, Lord, work on me. Come on, just say that. I know we don't say that too much. But say, work on me. Come on, lift your hands and say, work on me, work on me, work on me, Lord. I'm not asking for anybody else. I'm saying, Lord, work on me. I, I want to commit for the next few weeks, next few weeks for you to work on me. Work on me. Work on me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you haven't given your life to Christ, repeat after me. Say, I need to grow. I hadn't even started growing, but I want to grow. And the first thing I want to grow in is in my confession. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died that I might have life. I believe that He got up that I might have victory. Since I believe that, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. 
I want to grow and I want to keep growing. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.